Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. This morning we will talk about Dr. Baumia because he is set to speak to us today. Today is the 7th of February. And we know that we will be voting on the 7th of December, hopefully handing over uh, the government, whether it's to Dr. Baumia, John Mahama, Lanchairman, Ting Cheda, whoever it is, on the 7th of January 2025. So today is important. Will Dr. Baumia announce his running mate today? I don't know, but we'll find out as we travel along. But first, let's talk about the accidents that uh, are happening around all of us because the street lights and then the road markings and then particularly the traffic lights are not active. Look, look, watch this video. And this happened in Accra. Keep it on. Jamestown TV. Credit to them. And this happened in Accra. This is in Accra. Traffic lights are not working. But each time we have to pay for uh, our consumption of it. Keep, keep the video on. Our consumption of electricity. We pay 1% for street lighting. 1%. This is in Accra. You count the number of cars in there. And there's a challenge. So who really is in charge of our traffic lights? The major traffic lights in this country do not work. I stood here and applauded when Henry Corti announced that we had gotten some traffic lights and some street lights. They were going to be delivered after we had had too many accidents in the past. So we were all happy. I stood here. I complained about it. I stood here and I applauded that the lights were in. So what is happening with the lights again? And what you see on your screen now, it's not a crap. What you see on your screen now is in what? What you see on your screen now is not in a crowd. What you see on your screen now is in Wa. Wa has just about four or so traffic lights. Those intersections. And the major one is not functional. What is going on? And accidents will happen. I am told about a week ago, somebody, uh, a man who was just about inching towards 60, was run over by a truck. In Wa. And that's been the story. One accident after the other. People lose their lives. It's because it's the ordinary person that's losing his or her life. That's why official don't seem not to be, uh, you know, concerned about it. This morning, some people will take their bath. They will have their breakfast. They will tell their family that they are going to work. And then the question I ask always is, what kind of work are they going to? What is the impact of their waking up every day, dressing up and going to that office and, and how does that benefit the taxpayer whose taxes are used to take care of them and their salaries? It's a big problem. It's a very, very big problem. Our roads are not good, even though we have had a year of roads, second year of roads, another year of roads. 
Our traffic lights are not working. Our road markings are faded. Look at it. Road markings faded. Um, street lights are not functional. So what exactly are we trying to? And yet, when, when you, are suppo you are supposed to be on that road, they ask you to pay for roadworthy certificates. Recently, they are even taking emission tax from us. Yet we don't have, you know, <laughs> enough electricity electric vehicles in, in, the, in the country. It's a, it's a serious matter. And sometimes it makes you think and wonder whether or not our people really care about us. Come to me, I'll give you a classic example. About two days ago, a, a truck missed this way. About just two days ago, a truck missed this way on the Swam, you know, uh, Pokwasi in Swam stretch, our crying Swam stretch, missed this way around the China Mall, right? Skid off and hit a, 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 you know, a, a public transport, Trotro, a minivan, and killed everybody on board. It killed everybody on board. We live in this country with the president. We live in this country with the vice president. We live in this country with other respected individuals. They have not spoken about it. In fact, our president has not found cause to speak about it, just as he has been mute about the people who were killed in the last election that brought him to power or retained him in power. But they said that the king of England has small cancer issue. He has written long letter and written a long post on Twitter. Your own people whose taxes are used to take care of you, the people you swore to protect, they have been killed because there's a construction ongoing. The people are complaining about the dust that is happening there. And now people have lost their lives because of the nature of the road. You have not bothered to write to say your heart is with the families of those people who are deceased because they didn't want to be deceased. But King of England has cancer that is now showing small, small. You have written a lengthy thing on behalf of yourself, your wife, and the people of Ghana. Who do you actually love, Mr. President? Do you love the people outside or the people who you swore to protect? Increasingly, you are demonstrating that you don't like the people that you swore to protect and to, and to govern. Beyond your, your statements that, oh, you didn't vote for me, you didn't choose the one I wanted and all of those ones, you are also demonstrating in real time, in real time, that you actually don't care. You have checked out. Your citizens have died. You have not paid attention to them. You are paying attention to a 75-year-old king who is developing cancer. And your young people, if you looked at the video, I don't want to show it because some of you may be having your breakfast and, and all of that. But if you look at it, the young set of Ghanaians who just died by accident because a truck missed its way, killed all of them instantly. <clears throat> it shows the kind of people we are becoming. No fellow feeling. But today, the vice president of the republic will speak. I asked the question some time ago, where is the vice president? People said, ah, why are you asking where the vice president is around? He went to Estonia. I said the Estonia trip was not in perpetuity. The Estonia trip was supposed to have ended on the 27th of January, right? So before then and, and after that trip, where was the vice president? I asked that question. 
Yesterday, I saw a video, Mr. Bernard Avler of CTFM was also asking the question, where's the vice president? In interestingly, nobody is insulting him. It is me that they find pleasurable to insult. But I've told you, when you insult me, you ginger me. I like it. So carry on. Go ahead. I will keep asking my questions. Now, the suggestion that Dr. Baumia was not responsible for anything should be discarded immediately. Put this, put the, put the, uh, what do you call it, Dr. Baumia's post on, on the screen. 27 June 2020. It's his official Facebook page. 27 June 2020. He says, I congratulate my boss, President Nana Adodankwe Kufado, on his acclamation as the flag bearer for the new patriotic party in the 2020 general election. I also express my profound gratitude and appreciation to President Tekufuado, the National Council, and the New Patriotic Party for selecting me for the fourth successive time to serve as his running mate, four times running. We are on the brink of a major transformation. We are on the brink of a major transformation. Inshallah, the people of Ghana will give us another four-year mandate to do more for our beloved country. Four more to do more. The battle still is the Lord's. That was the mantra. Keep it on. The last paragraph says, we are on the brink of a major transformation. Inshallah, the people of Ghana will give us another four-year mandate to do more for our beloved country. The four years hasn't ended. As I explained to you, the four years will end on the 6th of January 2025. So, where is that major transformation? And that four-year mandate to do more, four more to do more for the people. Are the people of Ghana seeing more? More of what? Are they seeing more of a good thing or more of a bad thing? We complained about 2016. All of us, we said 2016 was bad. It was worse. We complained. Yesterday, I showed you posts from back in the day. Today, if you dare me, I'll show you some more. How I've been consistent. So for those of you who say, oh, we are waiting for when the government changes. We want to see your tone. My tone has been like that since forever. I've told you, I started practicing Kufuado number two as a journalist. And long before, long after Kufuado is gone, I will still be a journalist. So the question is this. And the first question that Dr. Baumia should be answering today is that where is that major transformation? Because in 2016, we said it was bad. We complained about it. Today in 2024, we are even struggling to hit the lowest low of the 2016 era. Today in 2024, we are still begging IMF. <clears throat> the second tranche has not come. Today in 2024, we, if we ask the same question that President Kufado asked, Petro Numutumito, what will be your answer? Petro Numutumito. Dokuno one city Numutumito. They boiled in two months. Today, KNK is five cities. And it all fixes into the economic structure. So the major economic indices, or the major indices of the economy, is Dr. Baumia able to talk about it? Come to me. One of the questions that Dr. Baumia should be answering is about the e-levy. Dr. Baumia spoke in the past about e-levy and said it was not a good thing. He spoke on radio on Joy FM. Today, e-levy is on. 
All the things that we were told that E-Levy would do, create employment, fix our roads, pay contractors, bring more food, blah, 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 everything else, create businesses, we, we have not been properly accounted to. But Dr. Baumia does not have an official position of what E-Levy is. Does he support it? Does he not support it? What is his bold solution for E-Levy? Because he says today he's going to give us bold solutions. So what is his bold solution for E-Levy? What is his bold solution for the 170-something questions that he put to Vice President Emisata? Does he have answers to the questions? Because he said if those questions are answered, the economic situation will be made better. So with the benefit of power, he should be answering those questions. Because now, we don't need bold solutions for the future. As I said, the mandate is until 2025, 6th of January. So between now, February 7th, and the 6th of January, he has time. Why are we talking about the future? It's akin to somebody who came to you, asked for a contract. You gave them the contract. They have not executed the contract, but they are asking for another contract. Now, the question is this. If you come to me and ask for a contract, and I give you a contract, your, the execution of that contract and how you perform will determine whether or not I give you another contract or not. There's a fundamental question that Dr. Baumia must also answer. Play that video for me, please. That I stated in 2014 that if the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. That was true then and it is true now. It is 100% correct. So if the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. But it is warped logic to jump from that to a conclusion that if there is depreciation in their currency, then the fundamentals must be weak. Do you, do you understand the logic? It is very warped logic. If the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. But if the exchange rate moves, you cannot jump to that conclusion that the fundamentals are weak. That defies logic. Ladies and gentlemen. So, so this is akin to, if you have ever been in a mathematics class before, the math teacher comes, he wants to explain the formula and the principles, but he gets it, he mixes it up, and then he would ask the class, do you understand? And then we say, no, sir. And they say, which part don't you understand? Well, they always say the whole show. Because Dr. Baumia's own analogy and his own principles, that if the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. Now, the, the exchange rate has exposed you because the fundamentals are weak. And you say if we refer to that, it is warped logic. So put this slide on for me. Now, at the end of the day, the pocket is the economy. No amount of economic gymnastics or rhetoric can, change, can ever change that. At the end of the day, the pocket is the economy. No amount of economic gymnastics or rhetoric can ever change that Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, Vice President. This was extrapolated from one of his uh, very beautiful lectures. So let's use that same principles of if the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. So listen to it. At the end of the day, the pocket is the economy. No amount of economic gymnastics or rhetoric can ever change that. That was true then, and that is true now. But if your pocket is dry now, it doesn't mean that the economic, you are playing economic gymnastics or rhetorics and, and it will never change that because that is warped logic. That is what Dr. Baumia wants us to believe. 
He propounds one theory when the day is good, and when the day is bad, he propounds another theory. Play the video again. You see Professor Jambafo, he, he, he had the certain smirk on his, play the video again. Ladies and gentlemen, you will recall that I stated in 2014 that if the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. That was true then, and it is true now. It is 100% correct. So if the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. But it is warped logic to jump from that to a conclusion that if there is depreciation in their currency, then the fundamentals must be weak. Do you, do you understand the logic? It is very weak. <laughs> Professor Nusri. <laughs> This is Professor Jambafo. Professor Jambafo and Alan Chermatin, they were part of the economic management team. You see, they were, they were laughing at him. Because, as Robert Kuma will say. Today, what would Dr. Baumia say about COVID levy? Which other country in the world, on the face of the earth, is charging COVID levy? We said we know how to bring the, we, the economy back. What we don't know how to do is to bring people's life back. Today, we are appreciate the fact that the economy is bad. People are suffering. They don't have, uh, what do you call it, disposable income. Their savings have been taken away from them. They have been giving unnecessary haircut that they didn't ask for. And economic situation is so bad, yet we keep in introducing taxes. From the same man who said that we are moving from taxation to production. Where is the production? What are we producing? What is Dr. Baumia's own view? of the production. What are we producing? National service allowance has not been paid. And yesterday we put out, we asked, dear NSS personnel, how are you coping? Some of them say they are doing copathon. The national service personnel, they are doing copathon. Common national service. Common national service, we can't manage it. Common national service. When you talk, they say, oh, you don't understand how our system works. We are supposed to be paying the people at the middle of the month. How many middle of the months have passed? The new set of national service people who have been at post. How many middle of the months have passed? Today, we are even shamefully going to charge VAT on ECG, electricity consumption. Shamefully. 21.9%. Shamefully, we're going to charge it. Dr. Baumia needs to answer. He needs to tell us what his bold solution is. Dr. Baumia needs to be telling us what his bold solution is for the growing youth unemployment and how the young people of this country are running away. Those who are not running are dying by accident. A president is not interested in them. He's interested in, what do you call it, a, a king who is 75 years and has lived his life fulfilled scriptures. What is Dr. Baumia's own bold solution about the elephant-sized government? Because they are cutting everybody to sides. They are cutting NSS people. They are cutting old people, uh, bond, bond holders. They are cutting young people. They are not getting jobs. So Dr. Baumia and his government with Danakufado, they owe all stages of life. Pensioners, they have taken their savings from them. Those of the young people who are able-bodied, they have not been giving jobs. They are hungry, and they see retirees getting their contracts renewed. And then the young people, we have borrowed so much that they will have to pay into the next 60 years. So all stages of life, whether you are young, old, or an infant, or an old man, you owe through no fault of yours. And we are being punished to pay for it. 
Now, the conversation has been that we should reduce the size of government. Dr. Baumia has been vice president. He has been the head of the economic management team. And we know that because we spend, it will affect our economy. What is his bold solution on the elephant-sized government that he and his boss, Nana Dodanko Kufuado, are supervising? Because if you go back, they said they are on the brink of a major transformation. Where is the major transformation? And he says we should give him four more to do more. We are still in the fall. Where is the more? More of what? Dr. Baumia needs to be answering those questions. And we don't need any magic wand or genie or Aladdin, uh, what do you call it, ways and means to go back into 2025 before you start putting agrobe soil fianapa. If you have any major plans, put them out now. What is your key solution now? Because now we are, we, your finance minister says we are bending the corner, we have bended the corner, we have turned the corner. We don't know which corner is, if it's one corner or corner, corner in Osu, we don't know. But you say we have turned the corner. We want the solutions right now. We don't want a futuristic solution because in, in 20, 2015, 2014, 2012, 2000, you told us about solutions in the future. Today is the future. You made us believe that it was so bad then. We agree. And the fact that your mismanagement or your bad governance is making John Muhammad look like an angel doesn't mean that John Muhammad did nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. John Muhammad had his own fault. He has boldly admitted that he has faults. And that given the chance, he will correct them. Tell me which of the faults of this government, Dr. Baumia, you, as head of the economic management team, tell me which, you have, which one you have accepted. When you took over power, how much were we buying a little, a little of fuel for? Today, with the benefit of power, with you, gold for oil, all those initiatives, novel. Are you able to tell us? Are you able to tell us? You should be giving us your scorecard, your report card today. Today, you should be giving us your report card, Dr. Baumia. You should not be giving us any, any futuristic ideas. You should be giving us your future plans today. Your future plans are not what we want. We want your report card. We want your scorecard. How have you fared? And those things that you proposed in the past, which were going to be on uh, as a brink of a major transformation, how, 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 how have they affected us? How have they affected us? We need to know. We need to ask those questions. And you need to, you owe us answers, Dr. Baumia. So don't hide behind, you are going to give us a future plan, a bigger vision, a broader vision, a bold solution in the future. But boss, we don't care about the future now. We need to survive now to be able to live in the future. So where is the plan now? That's what we need to know. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise.